Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is episode 14 and it is our NFL Draft Round 1 recap. I'm your host, Liam Horsley, and as always, I'm joined by a very happy Eagles fan, Patrick. Patrick, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, good. Great even today. <laughs> to say, after, uh, after last night, you must be in very high spirits. Yeah, definitely, even though I never mocked Devonta Smith once to the Eagles. I'm, yeah, really pleased with it. Good, good. Well, like we said, obviously that's a, a one pick. Well, we're going to go there through them all now, uh, kind of talk about our thoughts on each one. Uh, and at the end, we're going to give our, our kind of favourite and least favourite pick of uh, of the round. So let's just do one and two together because we kind of knew who was going to go one and two regardless. Uh, Lawrence at one, Zach Wilson at two. We knew this all along, but just give us a kind of snapshot on your thoughts when you saw the picks. Yeah, to be expected, wasn't it? There was no... Um... No sharks there. Let's see Lawrence with his family. Zach Wilson looked a little awkward, I thought, when he came on. I don't know whether it was the first time in a uh, big, plashy environment like that or not. I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's, it was. they were to be expected, weren't they? There was no sharks. It was kind of like, can we just get these picks out of the way? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zach Wilson still looks... Just incredibly young, by the way. Every time I see him, I still he can't he quite... He looks like 15, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks very, very young. Um, and his age as well. He's not the youngest of this group. I know he's not old, but obviously BYU prospects are normally a bit older, aren't they? Because they have to do a, yeah. a year kind of visiting somewhere. So, uh, yeah, but I, I agree. He did look a bit awkward. He looked happy to be a Jet, though, which is nice. He already mentioned that uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, uh, very confident. Uh, but yeah, definitely two A plus A picks for us. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Pick three then, the one that everyone wants to know about. Uh, thank God it was not Mr. McCorkle Jones. Uh, it was Trey Lance. So both of us still the wrong pick, really, isn't it? I know it's not as bad, but we're we're very much higher on fields. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Lance move for the 49ers? I was really happy for the 49ers fans because, I mean, that's not to say that Jones is not going to be a great player in the NFL. I just don't think that he was worth the haul that they gave up to move to three. I mean, I'd be interested to see what comes out kind of next week. Maybe Peter King will have a little bit of inside information for us on whether what the 49ers were ever going to do. Do you know what I mean? About whether yeah. it was really going to be Mac Jones or not or whether they just talk themselves into Lance, who's a bit more mobile, isn't he? And he's going to be like a bit more of a dual threat, and, but he's going to maybe take longer to bed into the NFL. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm interested to see what comes out next week about that. Yeah, I think stuff will come out from the insiders uh, with that and also why they didn't take fields. Um, I'll be very interested to see what terrible excuses the top 10 teams have for not taking fields, because I think it's going to be something that, as fans, we all just sit back and laugh at probably in a year's time. Yeah, um, yeah, very, very much so. I did see that uh, Carl Shanahan did say that since they made the trade, it was always for Trey Lance, which is what exactly what he will say. <laughs> Whereas every report we've heard up to now was it was for Mac Jones, and the minute they started kind of reviewing QB film, they fell in love with Lance more and more, which sounds more accurate to me. It sounds weird that you didn't do your homework before spending all that money. <laughs> but yeah, that's why doesn't make that much sense to me because these are smart guys. They're not stupid, you know what I mean? You're not just about to start spending all your earnings and then work out what you're going to buy. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, there's lots of weird rumours about the 49ers. Obviously, even the fact that apparently some of the fan reaction and media reaction helped them kind of come off Mac Jones, which if you're listening to people on Twitter about who you can pick a quarterback, then uh, then I just think that the franchise would be in a bad place. But we'll see. I'm sure, like you said, Peter King, Albert Breer are the sort of two, aren't they, that will come out with with a story. Um, yeah, but yeah, in the end, it felt like a great pick because of not being Mac Jones, but maybe from a thousand kind of foot view, I still think Fields would have been better. Uh, and it's probably a lot for me to come up for Mac jo- uh, to come up for Trey Lance because I think he's something like 20 starts at QB since he was like 17. Uh, I think he's thrown like 300 passes. Trevor Lawrence threw 350 passes in his first year of high school or something crazy like that. And it's still a very risky pick. And I think Jimmy G will probably stay now um, just for this season. And Lance maybe won't play unless Jimmy G gets injured again, which seems to happen most seasons. Yeah, that kind of make, would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's got no no capital hit for, for the season after next. So for me, I just think it, it makes sense that they keep him unless someone offers them a, a crazy offer. Uh, cool. Pick four then, Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts. Another one that we kind of mocked and pretty much, well, I think we did in every single mock, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did, yeah. I know we mentioned Fields for them, been the whole Georgia connection, but when we kind of thought about who they would actually pick, it was always going to be Pitts. I really like the pick. We've obviously had rumours about Hudo Jones now, and I think if you're going to trade Hudo Jones, you need to probably draft a receiver in round two or three as well because you don't want to go from having two great weapons to having two young weapons and rather than adding to it. I think that Hudo Jones and Pitts is perfect, so I wouldn't want them to trade him. But if you look past the Hudo Jones stuff, I think this is a great pick. Uh, best tight end in the class, super special. Uh, he come across quite well on stage as well, which is quite cool. I like to see... How kind of humble and chilled he was. He almost knew, like he knew the Falcons were going to pick him for months. It seemed like the way he was kind of acting. Uh, what are your thoughts on the pick? Yeah, obviously, um, great player in college. But the only thing is now picking Pitts at four is he does have to be everything yeah. you want him to be. He, he he really does because with your well, obviously Matt Ryan is getting quite long in the tooth isn't he so maybe if you've got two maybe you've got one maybe two seasons out I know it's tough to get out of Matt Ryan's deal but if Fields does progress into a top tier top 10 quarterback could look back on that pick as that Pitts was too much of a luxury to take at four over Fields but only time's going to tell that isn't it right now is going to make their offence even more potent. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I do think that with a pick this high and the calibre of players that have gone later, wide receivers, quarterbacks, uh, linemen, he probably has to be, obviously I'm biased, so I don't think he'll get there, but he has to be like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle level good, doesn't he, really? Not, not in year one, but in year four, five, six, seven, going forward, I think. Absolutely. I'd even say in year one, he needs to be up there for rookie of the year. Do you know what I mean? No tight end has ever gone fourth, have they? It's like he's NFL yeah. ready. I think he's, yeah, a little bit of pressure there, I think, on the Falcons, really. I've seen someone on my timeline this morning saying they want to put a bet on Matt Ryan for MVP. Now they've got Pitts. Yeah, I think he was 50 to 1, I read, uh, yeah. before the draft. So. Be a tidy, but I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be better than the Saints right now. I know we're early into the off season, but I think they might be better than the Saints. But I think it's a overall a good pick, uh, and they've got Hayden Hurst there, haven't they? Is their other tight end, so it means that Pitts can do a lot more of the receiving stuff. 
uh, which will probably help him grow in year year one and two. It's only probably in year three, four, you might find out how bad of a blocker he is if uh, yeah, yeah. if Hurst leaves. But I like the pick. Uh, so pick five then, Cincinnati Bengals. In the end, they went with the LSU boy, Jamar Chase, to reunite him with Joe Burrow as opposed to going the tackle. Uh, in the end, I think both of us thought this is what they would do. I know, I think you think Saul was a better option, maybe. Uh, I preferred Chase, but we both thought this is the way they were going to go. They did it in the end. And Joe Burrow was uh, putting videos out of him throwing the ball just for the draft. So I'm sure Bengals fans are uh, super excited today. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, the, the, I think they came to this decision a while back, didn't they? And they've stuck to their guns. I mean, there's no, there's no argument that he's probably the best wide receiver in the class and just his connection with Burrow. And now they've already got like T Higgins and Boyd. I mean, mm. another team that's going to be real good on offense. They've just got to keep Burrow upright. Yeah, they've got Higgins, Boyd, Chase. Can't remember who they've got a tight end. They have got a tight end, but blank on his name. Um, so, yeah, good offense for Burrow. Uh, obviously, got Riley Reef coming in, didn't they, to play tackle. Uh, Jonah Williams, I think, is the other tackle there at the moment. I think round two, we're going to talk about it later, but there's some surprising tackles slash O-linemen still on the board as well. So I think the Bengals will be happy that they made the choice with how the rest of the round patterned out. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Jamar Chase also wore orange shoes to the event. So anyone like me <laughs> put, put a bit of extra money on when it came to like quarter to one and we saw the shoes he was wearing was orange and the kind of blazer was had an orange line and it was like, right, he's going to the Bengals. Let's put, put more money on it. Uh, cool, pick six then. Didn't quite go how we planned, but in the day, every single mock that came out, all the uh, insiders, the Jeremiah's, the Schrager's, people like that, they all put Jalen Waddle to the Dolphins. Um, so thankfully, I copied them, uh, won a bit of money on that, which is nice. Uh, I would have took Sewell, I think, but I can't knock this sort of pick. For me, he's the second best wide receiver in the draft. Uh, I think he's kind of going to replace that Hakeem Grant role that the Dolphins had last year. Uh, and having him and Will Fuller on the same team is going to be lightning for Tua. So I quite like the pick, but it's going to be awkward when Waddle sees Tua after saying he thinks Matt Jones is better a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the pick as well. He also looked incredibly cool when they called yeah, him. You see that video where they call him out of the green room and he just walks off. <laughs> so I look great. But one thing about Waddle as well. So we had that competition going, haven't we? I clicked on my result this morning and I've forgotten I'd put in Waddle at six to the Dolphins. I was absolutely buzzing. I was like, wow, when did I do that? But Yeah, I had the top six right as well and that was the one I was most kind of unconfident on. So it's nice to see Waddle come in at six. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that Chua's got a, got a weapon now. He's obviously got Fuller as well, but Waddle... Big speed guy, I think. Yeah, let's let's see how they get on now. It's all on Chua now, isn't it? To see his development and what can happen there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I know it's repeating ourselves a little bit, but again, another team selected wide receiver really like the Bengals. The tackles and the interior line have fell. There's still loads in round two. So if you're the Dolphins or Bengals, you're you're happy with how it ended up because you can kind of go receive a tackle uh, and build out both of your uh, your line and your receiver. So that's good. Uh, pick seven then, a team that decided to go tackle, couldn't find a trade partner. They took the whole 10 minutes, so they're obviously listening to calls. Then with Penny Saul, tackle out of Oregon, best tackle in the draft. I think he's only 20 when the season kicks off. Uh, and there's a video going around that I know you shared of the Lions uh, kind of staff going absolutely nuts when they pick Saul because they just oh, realised they've... That's awesome. Yeah, they just got a future kind of all-pro tackle, they hope. 
and he'll probably, I think, so when his rookie deal finishes, he'll be 24. Sign him to the average four or five year deal, 28, 29. Like, this could be a th- three kind of contracts kind of guy with a team like the, the Lions. So yeah. I think it's a great pick for me, one of my favourites. What about you? Yeah, same here. It's one of my favourite picks. I was really, really happy to see that video. They just all look so overjoyed. And I'm glad, really, in a way that they didn't try and trade down or maybe they just didn't get the call that they wanted. They just picked a cornerstone for the franchise. They haven't tried to gamble on trying to pick a weapon. Do you know what I mean? Because I know that Devonta Smith was mocked, but I just think that they need more franchise cornerstones than than a Devonta Smith sort of thing. So, no, I really like the pick for him. It's good. He's not going to be protecting Jared Goff forever, is he? So, just let's see what happens this year and let's see what kind of pick the Lions have got next season as well, maybe for a QB. Yeah, for sure, sure. I think we'll say this, or I will, a couple of times, but it it was Fields would have been the best pick here for me, but Saul is very, very close second. Uh, And I do think... I know we both don't think Goff's there long term, but the head coach wants to win. They all do because of how kind of short these jobs last in the NFL. Uh, and if you want Goff to win you any games, if you're kind of optimistic, he needs to be protected. And Sewell will help do that. Um, we're not sure he's going to throw the ball to yet, but uh, he, he shouldn't get tackled from his blind side very often. So I think that's a good pick. Uh, moving on to number eight then, Carolina Panthers. This one cost me money, unfortunately, going back to my bets. Uh, <laughs> J.C. Horn, quarterback, South Carolina. I was a little bit shocked. Again, Fields was another rumour kicking about, but for me, I just think they spent they didn't spend loads on Donald. But if they want to pick up his option, like people seem to think, I just think this was never going to be Fields. Uh, Sewell had left. So for me, I would have gone Slater at that point, but they've gone J.C. Horn, uh, second best corner for me, but obviously they think he was the best corner on the board. What are your thoughts on this pick? Yeah, this is where you kind of your fandom comes in because this has kind of brought me a little smile because I thought I expected then Denver to go certain and I was thinking mm, what's going to happen here. But no, I actually quite like the pick for Carolina. I, I know I know what you're saying about Fields, but I just don't think that was kind of ever going to happen. And I know Slater was on there as well, but no, I really like this for him. It's interesting that Horn went before Certain, certainly, because, I mean, they were mocked so closely all the way, mm-hmm. weren't they? It was just to see it come out and say Horn. I mean, I certainly never thought that uh, we would put JC Horn as high as pick eight, but, yeah, I like, I like the pick for the Panthers. They've obviously gone, they've gone and got a big need, haven't they? So Yeah, their biggest need was uh, O-line and... And corner for sure. They went and addressed the corner. I don't think they've got many corners on the roster, to be honest. So it's definitely a player that's going to start on the outside for them. Uh, and I think that they just see him more man to man than Sertain because of that pace and kind of physical presence that Horn's got. Whereas Sertain isn't the quickest corner. I know he's not slow, but compared to Horn, Horn is quicker on tape. So I think maybe that's kind of where they where they see that. And they're in a division with a lot of quick wide receivers, aren't they? So. They needed someone to, to guard those guys. So I just think they would have probably tried to trade out. But like you said, if they don't get the call they want, they have to make a pick. So yeah, exactly. the guy. You might as well pick one of the, the, the biggest needs that you've got and the best player available if you can't just get the haul that you're wanting. Someone needs to be able to want to come up as well, haven't they? That high, that's the problem. Yeah, I agree. We'll talk about it in a bit with the pick 11, but uh, I just think that some other team in this 8, 9, 10 range should have maybe tried to get what the Giants got at 11. But 
Uh, pick nine then, Denver Broncos. Uh, this surprised me, to be honest. Patrick Sertain, after adding Derby and Fuller corners in the uh, off-season, they picked another here. I know, I think I read, they've only got one corner that's on the roster past this year. So they've got good corners for this year, but not a lot for two years' time. So maybe it makes more sense. But they should have picked Justin Fields for me. Uh, I actually really like Sertain. Me and you both had him as corner one, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, in our in our opinion, but they have to pick Justin Fields. I know there's Aaron Rodgers rumors going around that maybe we'll touch on in a second, but this just should have been Justin Fields. So that, it's hard for me to like this pick when you've got Drew Locke as your, your starting quarterback. But Sertain's very good, and he'll be there for, for ten plus years. They would hope. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't mind the pick. I expected this or Parsons at that point. I don't know why. I just after the the Bridgewater trade. Just didn't expect a quarterback anymore. I mean, I'm not sure what the long-term thinking is a quarterback for the Broncos. Maybe they just think that they can model through, which is never really a strategy that works, is it? No, not when you got Herbert and Mahomes there for. Well, Mahomes will be there for 15 years. Herbert at least for five years, more like probably 15 years as well. So it's a tough battle, isn't it? Then. Yeah, it is. Maybe they just weren't convinced that about any of those guys were worth the ninth pick. I'm not sure, to be honest. It's strange one, is it? It's another one that I'd like to kind of know more of the thinking on, especially on the Bridgewater trade just before. I mean, I know a sixth round is not that much to give up, but then when you've got Drew Locke, Bridgewater, and then you're thinking maybe at QB at nine, that is just a that's a bloated room, isn't it? That they wouldn't have needed. So yeah, I'd love to hear a a little bit more on that. I'm hoping something else comes out about that next week as well. Yeah, for sure. I think this pick's got two other kind of side points to it. Um, we haven't done a podcast since the, the Bridgewater trade, so we're just touching it quickly. Our first reactions were the Panthers had a horrible deal because I don't know how you can only get a sixth for Bridgewater. Uh, and I think if you trade, I think if you call Denver a week before you trade Darnold, you'd probably get a fourth round pick for him. <laughs> I just think they kind of bat themselves into a corner. Uh, but they will never win the division with someone like him starting. It's definitely that kind of a bridge move, I think. Uh, but I know you felt the same, didn't you, that maybe a sixth rounder was a, a very strange trade for the Panthers, but great for the Broncos. Yeah, great for the Broncos. I mean, he's, pardon the pun, but he's probably one of the best uh, bridge quarterbacks that you can get. I'd certainly trust him for a year in my team. He's going to, you know, you know what you're going to get from Teddy Bridgewater, but I'd expect him eventually to start over Drew Locke this summer. I'm also not convinced that Locke's going to be there. What do you think? You think someone's going to come in this weekend? I think Locke could be traded this this offseason to one of these teams that doesn't get a young QB, you know, like uh, maybe a Vikings. They want to start Cousins, but if Cousins gets injured, they've got nothing on the bench and maybe they think Locke's an option, like the Bills did, I guess, with Trubisky. Uh, I think they could, they could quite easily trade Locke for probably more than what they... Traded for Bridgewater, I think, to be honest. Just yeah, I'd age. you'd get a better than a sixth for Locke. Yeah, he cost a second, so I think you'd probably get a four or five, couldn't you? He hasn't got the injury history, obviously, that Teddy's got. Mm. Um, and the last point on this pick is, we won't touch on it too much, because I'm not sure how much of it is true, but rumours were circling before that Denver nearly traded for Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and it was very close to happening, and then all of a sudden, Denver beat reporters came out saying they're not even talking to the Packers about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and Rodgers has demanded a trade, so allegedly. So we're not quite sure what's going on. Um, but all I say is, I personally, there's, I don't think they could trade for Aaron Rodgers now because 
I think that you'd surely want the ninth pick if you were the Packers. I think the Packers would rather just kind of test his resolve and see if he doesn't turn up next season, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a strange situation. I think that we're going to find out by the time we record our next podcast. I think we're going to know a lot more, aren't we, about the Rodgers situation. Yeah, and I think by the time we record a podcast in June, Aaron Rodgers might be the second highest paid quarterback um, yeah. in football. Or he might retire. <laughs> That's how crazy I think that uh, this situation is. But let's move on from, from nine then and go to ten. This is your team. Uh, I don't love the trade-up, to be honest. But that's because of my PFF acquire more picks kind of thing in the back of my head. But Eagles trade up with a division rival to take Devontae Smith, likely uh, over the Giants because the Giants did pick a receiver later on. So maybe they were targeting Smith and the Eagles wanted to jump up ahead of them. I know that you were worried about this pick and you, and you love Smith, so, so you'll be happy. So why don't you wax lyrical about what you think Devontae Smith will do for this team? Yeah, first off on the trade, I... I don't mind it because it was the Colts third round pick and not the Eagles third. So, you know, it's a 15. Pick 84, is it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was a 14 place difference. So I didn't mind that at all. So, and then with obviously the controversial loss to the Giants at the end of the season the, and then jumping over them for Devonta Smith, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've done well there. <laughs> to be honest, that I'm, I'm excited for him. Probably the best um, route runner of the class. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The pressure's on Jalen Hurts now. He's got a delivery. He's been given a nice weapon there. Probably going to free up the rest of the field, maybe for a Jalen Rieger to uh, get down the field a little bit more and get open a little bit more. Yeah, so we'll see there. I'm expecting Zach Hurts to get traded this weekend. Yes. So. So am I. Not for a lot, though, I don't think. <laughs> no, no, it won't be for a lot, but I think that could open open the offence a little bit more because obviously Wentz would target an incredible amount and, you know, just not involve the rest of the wide receiver course. But, yeah, no, I really like the pick. It's not something I expected to happen. When the Eagles traded up to 10th, I did think, what the hell's going on? Yeah, because I just didn't expect Devonta Smith, so it was. But no, I was happy, happy to jump over the the Giants, who absolutely wanted Smith because yeah. they ended up trick picking Tony, didn't they? But I mean, they got the first, but we'll discuss that in a sec, I'm sure. Yeah, they were definitely going to take Smith. That is literally what the move was for, um, which is always nice for the Eagles fans to get one over the Giants. Like, obviously, both teams hate each other, so that's quite a cool way. But to trade with the Cowboys as well for this move just makes it even funnier. Like The AFC, like the NFC is just... For me, it's like one of the best divisions because it's just hilarious. Like The Cowboys are like, oh, well, let's help the Eagles, but stitch up the Giants because we prefer to stitch up the Giants. I'm just like, I find that, that mindset good. Uh, and it was only because the Cowboys obviously wanted one of the corners, wasn't it? But unfortunately, they weren't there. Uh, I like Smith. I prefer Waddle, like I said, but actually for the Eagles, I probably do prefer Smith just because of Jalen Rieger. Like, I'm not sure Rieger's good enough to, or Rieger, is good enough to kind of warrant you making decisions based upon him, but he's just a speed down the field guy, isn't he? But he's not much else. That's the problem with him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know Waddle is more, but they're both very, very quick and they both like to go down the field, whereas Devontae Smith can now get all those yards underneath. Um, get the kind of intermediate stuff that Ertz used to get as well, like you said. And then you can leave Riga to do what he's doing best, which is go down the field and kind of learn how to run those routes as as he moves on in his career. 
So I think it works well. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm always... excited to see where they line him up, to be honest, because I'm expecting him to line up in several positions and just bring them, with the new coaching staff as well, just bring a bit of a more than a one-dimensional attack for the Eagles. No, I'm, I'm pleased with it in the end. I do agree, though. When I saw the trade, I think originally as well, just flashed up trade with the Cowboys colours before they swapped the graphic around to the Eagles colours. And when I saw it say trade, I was like, oh, someone's coming up for Justin Fields. Then I saw Eagles, and I did think Devontae Smith, I put a bet live on it being Smith, but that whole kind of Harry Roseman comment about QB factory, I was thinking, oh, no, they're going to do it again. Uh, and I probably would have still done it, but if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be scarred with the two QB things, so I understand why people wouldn't want it. Uh, but then pick 11, Patrick, this is probably one of the best picks in the whole world. Probably the best for me, to be honest, in the whole draft. Uh, so the Bears come up and trade with Gettleman, who finally trades back after, <laughs> I don't know how many drafts, is it nine drafts he's done or 11 drafts, yeah. something like that? Yeah. Uh, finally trade back, trying to get the, the compensation here. So it was a future, definitely a future third, uh, sorry, fifth this year, fourth next year, and then a first next year as well. Obviously, they get the Bears pick, which was at 20. Uh, Bears come up, get Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, <laughs> who tweeted that he was the starter a month ago. Looks <laughs> kind of sad now. He's going to be playing behind Justin Fields for sure. But the Bears have got a QB. I think the Bears are winners. The fans are winners. And Alan Robinson is definitely a winner. Finally gets QB to throw to him. I was so happy when it was the Bears coming up. Because remember, last week we were discussing, weren't we, whether it was going to be Washington or Chicago to come up and I chose Washington for that mock trade. But no, I was really happy because at the end of the day, Pace knew he has to do something. He has to take a swing to save his job. And if Justin Fields flashes anything this season, that's going to have saved his job. I don't even think that their record is going to matter this season. It's just all on his play. A little like Herbert last season. Chargers had a poor record, didn't they? But Herbert looked great as a rookie. So that's kind of, that just cements you there. And that's just what Pace needed. I don't even think, I've seen a lot of people saying that the Giants fleeced the Bears. I don't agree. I think it's quite fair, to be honest. I think it's a fair price to play, especially for for Justin Fields. I just think to come up and grab that guy there, you're only you, yeah, you're giving up a future first, but only to give up one. I'm quite happy with that for, if I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, I think they got an extra fifth basically compared to what Mahomes' deal was, and the Chiefs traded up from like twenty six, I think, or twenty four to trade up to ten. Obviously, this is trading up to 11. This was only, what, nine spots as opposed to 12. So I think it's relatively fair. I think the Giants kind of got enough out of the deal as well. They probably could have got a little bit more potentially, but I think it's quite fair, maybe even more fair, to be honest, for the Bears. Uh, there was rumours before that the ownership didn't want to let Pace give up loads to move into the top five, top six, because they were worried that obviously the next GM then wouldn't have any picks. Um, but as soon as Fields probably fell past Denver, that was a position where they know, right, we can only give up one first, really, and we'll probably get Fields. So I think it's a perfect fit. He'll start from day one. He's got, what, Miller, um, Alan Robinson, and then is it Darnell Mooney yeah, as well, Darnell isn't it? Mooney as well, yeah. Cole Komet. He's, Cole Komet. He's, they, got something, he's got something to play with there. I just think it's all on his performance. If he can show something this season, I think the whole mood around the Bears will will rise up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. O-line and corners as well for the rest of the draft, please, if I was the 
a Bears fan, um, but I think they're going to be better than people think. I, I quite like the Bears now. I think their under-over was seven wins or six wins before the trade. Wouldn't shock me if that moved up now because Fields is, is very, very good. Do you think he uh, starts in week one? Oh, yeah, for sure. If you start Dalton after all these years as a Bears, you just, I think you just get fired instantly. I think the fans are right, wouldn't they? All the years of Jay Cutler and then Trubisky. They had one in between as well, didn't they? Chase Daniel played. Uh, Foles is obviously still there. I think that they have to just start Justin Fields for me um, because they need to keep their jobs, don't they? I think if they kind of think long-term, they'll lose their jobs anyway. And it'll be the next exactly. Kind of, he, the he's next got to get on the field, doesn't he? And just show yeah. that he can play. Yeah, Justin Fields playing at Soldier Field, so we, we like that. Uh, pick 12 then, the Cowboys um, traded back, obviously, into this spot. Rumours were they were trying to trade again, but obviously, they, they couldn't get it done. They selected Micah Parsons, linebacker Penn State. People thought he was going to fall a bit more than this, to be honest, after the, the bad allegations that come out of the off-field stuff. But on the field, very, very good. Cowboys love to take linebackers. I think Lee retired in the two days ago. Uh, Van Der Esch has been injured a lot and he's a free agent in next summer so I think this pick makes sense for them they wanted a corner couldn't get him but you love Parsons why don't you tell us how much you hate the pick just because it's the Cowboys no not at all I found it strange because obviously we've got Jalen Smith in that spot I just wonder he's still only 25 I just wonder if they're kind of giving up on him well, he had that bad injury, didn't he? And he can barely lift his foot off when he runs now, When he, if you watch him play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still performed at a decent level for the Cowboys. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good pick for them. It's one... It's not a... It wasn't a massive need. That was the... Um, I know that they needed a cornerback, didn't they? I just wondered if they were going to take maybe the first edge rusher off the board. But... Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. Obviously, you know how much I liked him throughout the process. So, yeah, he's ended up going to the Cowboys. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm, ple- I'm pleased for him because I do think he'll overtake Jalen Smith as a starter, maybe midway through the season. I think, I think Jalen Smith still get more snaps. But yeah, yeah. It's a good move for him. The Cowboys, they were in a tricky situation, really, weren't they? Once J.C. Horn and Sertain had gone off the board. They were in a really tricky spot. So, like you said, if they tried to trade down again, it kind of does make sense. Yeah, because we've got Newsom and Farley later on the board, haven't you? So, I think that's where they want to go. But they've definitely shoehorned themselves into a round two or three corner now because they've only got, I think it's two starting, two kind of playing worthy corners on the whole roster. Uh, and obviously, Diggs is only a second year player. So, I think they, they definitely need someone in, in round two. Uh, that leads on to pick 13, then the Chargers. This is one of the kind of higher mocked picks in the mocks that you see. They've got Rashawn Slater, uh, tackle from Northwestern. That's cool that you love. <laughs> um, and perfect. They didn't have to trade up for a, for a starting left tackle. Obviously, they got their starting centre in the off-season in free agency. So, I think it's an incredible move by the Chargers. And the fact they didn't have to trade up for it is, is even better. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice pick. It's nice to see um, a pick that... You've mocked all along <laughs> coming through, <laughs> isn't it? Because yeah, no, it was good, good for him there to be picked at thirteen. That line is looking quite good now, isn't it? In yeah, LA with Lensley, and now they've got Slater. Yeah, I think uh, got to see some improvements then from the Chargers this season. I, don't know, I wonder if it's all on Herbert's continued growth. So we'll see. He's certainly got better protection than he had in his rookie season then. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, pick 14 then. Um, this was another trade. I think they had the, the Vikings, wasn't it, originally, that were scheduled to pick here. A lot of rumours that they like Slater, obviously, went one pick before. So they traded out to the New York Jets. Uh, I think they gave up two-thirds. <laughs> they talked about the pick, but two-thirds, I think, to move up here is terrible for the Jets. I, I, they're not good enough to need just one guard to make them uh, and if you see who the Vikings picked at their pick later on, I think it makes this trade look even worse for the Jets. But Elijah Vera Tucker, guard slash tackle, probably guard out of USC. Really, really good player. Love the player, but I just don't think it's it's one, to be honest, worth trading up for. But the Jets got desperate and, and probably overpaid a bit, I think. Yeah, it's... I mean, I love it for the Vikings. Definitely, yeah. But I actually, I, I actually... Obviously, the Jets have identified their need there, haven't they? Probably identified him as the kind of the best guard, even though he's down as a tackle, the best guard in the draft. So I don't hate it because they did have quite a lot of draft capital. But like you said, the a two-win team kind of blowing third-round picks all over the place <laughs> to move up nine spots. Maybe it wasn't the greatest thing ever. But they, I mean, at the end of the day, Joe Douglas and probably Salah, they've identified what they wanted. And they've gone out there and got it, haven't they? So, for some, for a team that had good capital, I don't hate it. Joe Douglas ex O lineman as well, so clearly yeah. wanting to get that that line kind of fortified a bit more because they spent a lot of money. Well, not a lot of money. They spent a good amount of money last off season, didn't they, on that line, and it still was terrible. So, <laughs> I think they they did need it. It was their biggest need after a quarterback for sure. But I'm just not sure about those those extra picks. Uh, pick fifteen then. Another one that I got right on our competition just because after he didn't go at three, I just didn't see anyone picking Matt Jones till here. So Matt Jones goes to the Patriots. Patriots have their new QB. They now have Cam Newton, who is probably the most God-looking like quarterback in the world. And then Matt Jones, who is not the most God-looking quarterback in the world. But I, I like the pick, to be honest. I think at 15, it's great value. But at three, it was terrible after trading up with all those picks. But at 15, I absolutely love it. Uh, I still think Cam will start all year, um, to be honest, unless he gets injured. Uh, but then Mac Jones will kind of be the one to, to to lead the offense in the future. So I really, really like the pick. Saban and Belichick, obviously close friends, so probably knew more about Mac Jones than anybody else, coaching-wise. So I love the pick. What about you? Yeah, for me, it's probably one of the most interesting picks of the first round because you could kind of see it coming if he didn't go third and... And you could see him coming down to the Patriots, couldn't you? I just, yeah, he's definitely going to sit behind Newton. I mean, he actually said, Matt Jones, didn't he? He said, this is Cam Newton's team and I'm just here to help out. He's saying all the right things. He knows what to say, doesn't he? But, yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I don't think you're going to hear a peep from him this season. It's going to come next summer, isn't it, when obviously Newton's deal goes and maybe Mac, depending on other Patriots do. Maybe he was squeezing at the end of the season, kind of like Amber Holmes did for the Chiefs. But yeah, I like it for him. I know a lot of Patriots fans this morning on my timeline are saying, why did they not try and go up four spots? Yeah, I agree. Which is a, it's a valued question, isn't it? So... Yeah, it is. The Giants would have then got the 15th pick instead of the 20th pick, and then perhaps they wouldn't have got maybe an extra like fourth or fifth in the. But you know, it's 
Yeah, so it's maybe the Patriots fans, I'm gauging their reaction, seem not ecstatic, but I just think there's been a lot of bad uh, press about Mac Jones from a pe- from a lot of people that probably haven't watched a lot of college football. So I think let's just wait and see on him. I think he's going to be a success for the Patriots. But I do think that, I mean, he's the most, he'd probably, if I needed a quarterback to play in one game, apart from Trevor Lawrence out of this draft class, I would pick Mac Jones just because of his, you know, national championship heritage and just all of that. So, yeah, we'll see. See what happens. I like the pick for him. You love it, which is, I'm quite glad to hear that. I weren't sure what he was going to say. Yeah, I I agree that I would have traded up for Fields, but I like the fit, to be honest. I just think that it suits the offence quite well, and they, they keep all their capital, which is the way the Patriots work, isn't it? They don't like to give up extra picks. They like to get picks back. So, yeah. And I, um, loved his, I loved his walk as well to the yeah. stage. <laughs> yeah, because I actually <laughs> like think that's really good. Yeah, I know. I think he, like, I give him a lot of stick for that third pick, like I said earlier, but I actually think he will be good. Um, I'm not sure what level. Uh I think he'll be at his worst, Alex Smith, which is good, uh, but maybe at his best, more like Matt Ryan, which is very good. So I think that it's a clever pick for the team. And uh, Cam spelt backwards as Mac, so it's all it's a, it's an Illuminati move. <laughs> I think by agree with you. I don't think he'll start. And the problem with Cam is if he plays really well, he'll get a huge deal, which the Patriots can't afford with all their money they spent this year. And if he plays badly then they want Jones to play anyway. So either way, I think next, not this season coming, the season after, Matt Jones will definitely be the starter uh, come week one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pick, pick 16 then. Another, this is one I'm not as high on, to be honest. Arizona Cardinals take Zayvon Collins' linebacker, Tulsa. Uh, he was mocked in the second round. And then all of a sudden on draft day, four people's mock had him coming at 16 for the Cardinals. So clearly there was a, kind of a leak from them because Daniel Jeremiah, Pete Schrager... Um, Matt Miller and I can't remember the fourth person they all had Collins here so it wasn't a shock to me after seeing every insider pick Collins but if you'd have asked me a week ago I'd have said this was a bit of a shock for me uh, they've got him and Simmons now uh, two line, very different body types but they're both kind of hybrid players not quite sure on their true position in dime nickel defences but I think I would have gone elsewhere here to be honest but he's a good player just not quite good value for me what are your yeah, thoughts? I'd have absolutely would have gone elsewhere given the Simmons pick last year. It just seems a bit of a strange one, doesn't it? I know they're kind of different type of players, but I don't know. And they could have gone on the offensive line, or they were rumoured to get a weapon, weren't they? They like like trade up for a Jalen Waddle, but I know he was not available. But this seems a strange pick for me. Yeah, especially with how bad they're at corner. <laughs> like, I yeah, think it's, the, the value's not quite there when you, with, with what you picked last year, but uh, we'll see how it works out um, alongside JJ Watt on that defense. But pick 17, then they've done it again. The Raiders, <laughs> um, this was the second biggest reach by the consensus board, uh, in the whole draft. Uh, yeah, I've got notes on the next one, but yeah, this was the, the second biggest reach. Kind of most people see him as a guard, not a tackle. So, Alex Leatherwood, tackle out of Alabama, but. Apparently, everyone sees him as a guard at the NFL level, uh, just due to his kind of slow foot speed. He's a very, very big guy. But like I said, consensus was like a 50-60 pick. The Raiders take him at 17. They only pick Alabama, Clemson players again. Uh, and when you had Tevin, would you have Tevin Jenkins on the board at this point? You had Darasaw on the, the board at this point. Obviously, interior-wise, you had 
uh, Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey, maybe Dylan Ray Duns as well, and they picked Leatherwood. So I think this is just an absolute terrible pick, to be honest, but it didn't shock me at all. Oh, I know. It's uh, nothing against Leatherwood, but you could have just got him. I mean, he was picked 17. You can definitely have got him 17 picks later. Yeah, sure. do you, do you know, it's, uh, yeah, nothing against the guy. But, I mean, the Raiders, they just have a type, don't they, that they want and they hone. <laughs> and I think I saw, um, saw, I watched a video this morning of Mike Mayock talking about him, talking about his size and whatnot. He, mate, they just watch one college football game a season and it's the National <laughs> And it, that's all that they then they started to scramble around in the second rounds or whatever. Maybe they'll pick something good later tonight, but I don't know, mate. It's just a really strange pick of something you could have got probably twenty picks later. It's just just not smart, is it? No. I don't know what Mike Mayock if he wants to go back to TV or anything, but he's not going to be respected <laughs> on TV, is he, for picking it's like level seventeen? It's, no. No, it's not. I mean, he might. I think they watch as many great player, but just such a rage. Yeah, I think they watch as many college football games as me, to be honest. But I don't get paid a hundred million to to make draft picks. But even I wouldn't have made this pick. Um, I don't know where it'll start, to be honest. I know they've had a lot of kind of turnover on the offensive line. Maybe a right tackle. It would start him. He's not a left tackle for sure. Um, but I know they picked up a couple of guards, didn't they? Obviously, um, in the off season, they they got a new centre. They their other centre can play guard, so I don't know what have a clue what their their lines gonna look like. But yeah, uh, that's definitely definitely a reach for sure. Um, and also, I do think I think Gruden's safe because of how much money he's cost. But I think Mayock's kind of really kind of risking his job here. To be honest, I think one bad season this year, they'll keep Gruden because of the money, and they'll just get rid of Mayock. To be honest, I think that's bound to happen now. Yeah, definitely. He's. I'm not sure what Mayock's up to. I, I, on that video as well, he looked like he'd aged about 20 years in this job. <laughs> he just looked fresh. He looked absolutely awful early when I saw him. I was like, Jesus, mate, you need a good pick at pick 48 today. <laughs> That's what happens when you have to worry about the Chiefs every day. It ages you a lot, unfortunately. Uh, pick 18 then, Miami Dolphins. This is another one that I mocked in both of ours. I think we mocked it in our joint one as well. Uh, so Miami Dolphins select Jalen Phillips from Miami and uh, doesn't have to move very far. For me, definitely the best edge in the class. He, he actually went off in the end, didn't he? His first edge, which is which is cool to see. Um, highly talented guy. All the rumours this last week were that his medicals were, were as good as they could be uh, and that he was rising up boards. He went in the top 20 in the end. I love this pick from Miami. Um, glad they didn't take a running back. Maybe they could have traded back to get more picks, but they got so many already they don't need it. So I love this pick for Phillips. Yeah, absolutely. Great, explosive player. I mean, pick 18, the first edge off the ball. It's pretty rare, that, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It is, especially with... And everyone said, oh, not many defensive players would go, but in the end, a lot actually did go. But for an edge to last this long, it's probably a first in the draft, I think. I mean, they've got Waddle, Phillips, and now they've got pick 36 coming up. They could really really strong they could look really really strong after this draft yeah I mean they've only got pick 50 as well I mean Jesus I mean if they don't trade down they're going to have a real haul aren't they here I'm not sure I would trade out 36 because there's some real talent there depending yeah, on I wouldn't. Which, they, which way they want to go I'd keep both of those picks as far as them they need it 
for sure. And then it's all up to two of them, isn't it? They, I know Phillips is a defensive player, but they're kind of doing all they can to uh, to help them. Uh, and then in the drafts and trades, they keep killing it. Their free agency is terrible. <laughs> I did read that, that, was it last season, they spent like 100 million guaranteed, was it? None of those players were on the roster now after they traded uh, Eric Flowers away. So yeah. that is that is quite bad, to be honest. But they're proving in the draft that they're absolutely immense. Uh, and that Laramie Tunsil trade is just looking like, I don't know, maybe the best non-quarterback trade of all time, to be honest, with the amount they've got from it. So I think Phillips will start from day one. Uh, and then you've got players like JOK as well in the, the next round. Um, there's loads of centres as well if they want to go young uh, with the pick 50. So I think it's been a good round one for, for the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, pick 19 then, Washington football team didn't get the trade up done like we thought. They picked Jameen Davis, linebacker, Kentucky. He's one that we didn't mock in the first at all, but in loads of mocks, he kept being mentioned between pick like 19 and 32. So the NFL was super high on him. His pro day was amazing. Uh, and they kind of want him to be that Luke Keekley, I guess, of this defence for, for Ron Rivera. Yeah, he's a bit raw, isn't he? But he's a great athlete. So, yeah, 19. Yeah, it makes kind of makes sense for Washington. I mean, they made the defence even stronger there, haven't they? So, I did. Remember last week, I had a little mock-up that they'd try and get up for a weapon, but maybe they just thought that that was too much and they were quite happy just to stack up the defence again. But they are going to to score some more points than they did last season. I know they've got Fitzpatrick, but I'm not as high on him as everyone else is. So, Yeah, I've got a bet on them to pick Trask as well in this draft. I, that wouldn't shock me, to be honest. Trask or Mills, someone, some kind of young QB option. But yeah, I think they picked defence again with the with the coach's kind of defensive background. And would I guess... Go, team... sorry, would you go Trask in the second round now? You've got pick 51. Is that where you'd go or would you try and hang on? I prefer Mond, to be honest. But the rumours are Trask is going to go in round two. So I think it was going to be the Bears or Washington for me. Uh, maybe the Steelers as well. But yeah, I would go Mond. But if, they want, if they're going to go any... If it is Trask they love, I, I would pick him in the second round. I just think their team's relatively good, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't. It's not like a team that's like, oh my god, we're I don't know the Raiders and we need a corner really badly. Um, they haven't got that huge need. So yeah, for me, I probably would go QB in round two. Um, give me a year behind Fitzpatrick, but yeah, we'll see. Jameen Davis is needed though to chase around players like Smith and CD Lamb in the division. So yes. I think I, I like the pick in that sense. Uh, pick twenty then, Gettleman, uh, the G men traded back like we said earlier into pick twenty. This was slightly uh, shocking to me, but maybe not after Schrager mocked him uh, in the top 20 on the day. But Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. A lot of people's boards had him at wide receiver six or seven. Um, but he goes ahead of Bateman. He goes ahead of Marshall. He goes ahead of both Moores. And the Giants got another weapon. So, yeah, a bit of a crazy pick. But I like Tony, so I'm, I, I'm quite interested by it. What about you? Yeah, I, I thought it was a very strange pick considering the need for the offensive line and the fact that Christian Darasaw was sat there. Yeah. You've already bagged a first round next year, a fourth and a fifth. I just think you just make the safe pick and go on the line, improve your line rather than going Tony. You might turn out to be a very, very good wide receiver. I mean, he was, he was great in college, but I don't know. I just think that that option was there for you to improve the line significantly. I think that's what they should have done. But, well, 
done what they've done. I mean, they've got a, a decent amount of picks back. The, the, the pick next year now is really important that they get from the Bears. If the Bears do struggle and they get a high, it's like a top 10 pick, then, you know, that's... They could have... I mean, let's be honest, it's the Giants. They could have two picks in the top 12, couldn't they, next year? Yeah, I think the uh, the trade is almost more kind of beneficial to the team than actually the Tony Pickers, but yeah. Tony's a fun fun player for sure. And I do, apart from uh, apart from um, Golladay, who they signed the fringe, they haven't got loads of receivers actually on the books for next year. So again, it's kind of a forward thinking move. But Daniel Jones has got all the weapons now, so we'll just have to see how good he really is. This will be the year that we uh, that we finally find out before they have to do the fifth year option, which is. Which is good. It's the way to do it. Make sure you know before you pay them for sure. They'll be packaging uh, those two picks up next year. <laughs> telling you Spencer, now, <laughs> Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Uh, pick twenty-one then. Indianapolis Colts. Um, again, they've done it. They're, they're very good in who they pick in the first round. They pick Quiddy Pay, edge out of Michigan. A lot of people had him as edge one. Maybe that's because of uh, Phillips's injury record, but he's definitely a very good player. Very kind of physical player. Good profile. He's like 260 odd pounds, so he fits that Colts defense nice. Uh, and their biggest need was edge and left tackle. I would have gone tackle with Darius on the board, but Pay is a good secondary option. So yeah, I don't mind the pick at all. No, I don't mind the pick because really, you sat there with Pay at edge, Darasaur, but then wide receiver as well. I think the last time I think I mocked wide receiver there to. Um, the tie uh, to the Colts, sorry, and the, yeah, it was a, a good position for him to be in actually, wasn't it? The way it fell for him, I think um, the Giants taking Tony made it great for the Colts. They just had the choice of probably quite a few players that they liked, so they just picked maybe the, what they felt was their biggest biggest need. No, I really like it for the Colts that they couldn't have gone wrong with him or Darasaur, could they? So no. Defense gets better uh, in the AFC, which has got a lot of good offenses as well. So it does it does make sense. I really uh, think if you actually look back at the Giants' pick now, it affected massively the run in the in like the next three picks. Yeah, it did. In terms of talent, the teams are probably buzzing that these players were definitely yeah, left on the board, weren't they? For sure. Uh, cool. Pick 22 then. Colts rivals, the Tennessee Titans. They select Caleb Farley, corner out of Virginia Tech. Obviously, everyone knows about the back issues. We spoke about them on the pod loads of times, and I've said loads of times the same thing, that he was my corner one. So I absolutely love the pick for the Titans. Uh, they did pick um, Jeffrey Simmons, wasn't it, in 2017 or 2018 after he had an ACL injury, uh, and everyone thought he was going to slide. They picked him. They were confident. They didn't care. And that's worked out really well. So they'll be hoping that Farley is, is very similar. Uh, very physical corner, so, so quick. So if he stays healthy for me, probably one of the best picks in the draft. But again, you never know with this back injury. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, you never know. But um, if you take away the injury history, you would have never have gone 22nd, would he? So they no. probably feeling confident that they can get what they can out of him and they've got maybe a top 10 player there maybe you know a future top five cornerback in the league so no I, I like the pick for him he's got to work out though hasn't it that's yeah. the only thing for him it does have to work out so yeah it's all going to be determined on his health for sure um, but yeah he was mocked inside the top 10 most of the last year to be honest before the 
the second back surgery, so they got good value, and they did release both of their starting corners, didn't they, from last year? So it was yeah. definitely their uh, their biggest need. Uh, pit twenty three, then the Vikings trade back from fourteen, where a lot of people mocked them. Darrisaw at fourteen, they get him at twenty three alongside those two third rounders. So absolutely incredible trade by Rick Spielman. Uh, I love the pick as well. I had him as tackle number three, or lineman three. Um, probably going to be a starting left tackle for his career. He's very, very good. Uh, so I absolutely love the pick but for the Vikings. What about you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to, all along he was being mocked there. They were always most likely going to take an offensive lineman, weren't they? And then to pick up three, uh, sorry, two third-round picks and still get the guy... That's just fantastic. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Jets did what they wanted, didn't they? But um, looking at the board, how it fell, I think the Jets maybe could have stayed pat and still got someone good on the offensive line. But they had the Jeff, they had the capital. But yeah, I love it for the Vikings. That's got to be the great, great move for them. Definitely. Completely agree. Cool. That leads us on to pick 24. Um, and I've ranted about uh, this running back situation in round one a few times. Uh, so everyone knows my thoughts. But the Steelers did pick Najee Harris. Uh, this pick won me some money, which was nice because I just knew they were going to kind of almost stitch themselves up, to be honest. But Najee Harris out of Alabama, he was actually my second uh, running back on my board. But I wouldn't take any of them in the first 40 picks. But the Steelers have. They didn't address the O-line. Uh, te- just terrible pick for me. <laughs> but that's just because of my views on running backs. But he's a good player for sure. But I don't think he's got much to run behind, to be honest. The Steelers are going to be desperate for O-line help in rounds two, three and four now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, this was, to be fair, they said this pick all along, didn't they, was going to be Harris yeah, to the Steelers. Did. I mean, it wasn't a lie, was it? It did happen. <laughs> but, you know, I think... Maybe a Creed, Humphreys, do you know what I mean? Or a Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins is on the board, isn't he? Would have made a lot more sense. But <laughs> have you seen Stephen A. Smith this morning? He's absolutely beside himself, happy about the Najee Harris pick. No, I haven't. I, t- I tend not about... to watch. <laughs> he doesn't care about uh, run blocking at all. He's got the guy from Alabama that's run no. over a few people. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I know it was a position of need, but my God, they just needed that offensive line, didn't they? Got to remember Big Ben, like they're banging on, like, oh, the reason they did so much short passing was because he was getting hit so much throughout the season, but he's not going to get hit less with a running back. Like, yeah. you can run the ball, but. <laughs> it's not going to help in the passing game. You've got so many receivers, you need to have a passing game. So, yeah, not not a good pick, I don't think, for either of us. Uh, and that leads us on to pick 25 then, with an even worse pick. <laughs> uh, Sam Farley, who came on the betting podcast, is a Jags fan. Um, and we were messaging last night, obviously he's buzzing with Trevor Lawrence. And then this pick came around and <laughs> the mood did change. You can't be unhappy after getting a, a starting quarterback forever, but this pick, Travis Etienne out of Clemson. This is just terrible, and it's terrible because the reason you don't take running backs in, in round one is because you can find them later in the draft. They found one later in the draft in James Robinson. I think he was a fifth or sixth rounder, I believe, last year, starting kind of running back for the next four years. He's earning less than a million dollars a year. 
Uh, and then you decide to take another running back in Travis Etienne, which just the amount of needs the Jags have. O line again with Tevin Jenkins. Obviously, uh, Morig was on the board, still is at safety. And this was just awful. Um, and then it, it, they make it worse because Urban Meyer comes out and says Robinson and um, Carlos Hyde. Who they, <laughs> yeah, Carlos Hyde are going to be our one two punch. And we see Travis Etienne as a third down option. I'm just like, what? Carlos Hyde, if you're drafting a running back in the round one, he's your number one. And he's their number three. I know that could be a smokescreen, but still, you just don't say that. Um, I think Urban Meyer just made himself look very stupid. So I, I hated this trade, um, even more than the Steelers one, to be honest, just because of how many needs they, they truly have. Hey, buckle in, because I think Urban Meyer is going to be absolutely nuts. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, pick 33, they've got pick 45, and then Morig is sat on the board. In any mock draft, you'd go Morig. I'm telling you now, this is going to be sort of another oddball pick. Yeah, they're going to pick a punter in round three, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then, just... this is probably the most shocking pick of the night, you know, I think. Yeah, it is, because we knew what the Steelers were going to do uh, and the way they work. So I just was so confident the Jags were going to go O-line or defence, and then they pick a running back. Just so, I don't understand it because of the Robinson thing, you know, how good he is as, as such a, a, a late pick. Like, you think that they were one of the teams that would be like, oh, right, maybe everyone's right, that we've got a running back later on. It doesn't matter. Our interior O-line's good. That's why our running back does so well. Great. But then, no, they paid him. I think he earns four times as much now as Robinson. Uh, to be the third down back, which is just hilarious. He's a good player, though. Don't get me wrong. He is a very good player. Um, but that's just not a good team fit, is it? To be honest. Urban Meyer, I think he needs to know that this ain't the college uh, NCAA transfer portal. This is <laughs> the NFL, and it's, that's not going to work, is it? But we'll see what they're doing round two. I can't wait, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's going to be the highlight of the night, for sure. So that leads us on to pick 26 then, uh, a team that normally make good decisions, and they did it again. Uh, and let's get kind of your opinion before mine, because this is another one of your boys, Northwestern, Greg Newsom, the second, uh, or Gregory Newsom, as they called him on stage, which I found funny, because I never heard anyone call him Gregory. What are your thoughts on the pick for, for the Browns? Yeah, you say Gregory, but also uh, going back to Sertain, he, it's like um, Goodell had never heard of Sertain either. He was like, Pat Certain Junior. I was like, who the hell's that? It's like, <laughs> He's second, no, didn't he? No, but um, yeah, I love this pick for the for the Browns. I mean, um, the Denzel Ward he had quite a few injuries, didn't he? Yeah, he did last season. So no, I love this pick for him. I, I I'd been thinking of um, obviously a Wusu Karamoa there, and I think that'd have been a great pick as well. But no, the Browns just keep adding talent on that defense there to. Trying to shore it up a little bit more. I think they've got the offense to challenge the North, definitely. I'd expect them to add more defensive players going along. Pick 59's next. Wouldn't shock me either edge or linebacker. I think they'll go next. But no, I really like it for the Browns. I think building something good there, which is strange to say, isn't it? After all these years. Yeah, normally they pick about two and a half hours earlier than they did pick last Yeah, night. absolutely. I was twiddling my thumbs for a while, wasn't I? <laughs> for sure. Uh, do you think Newsom went later than you thought he would? Because there's so many corner-needy teams before them that 
didn't take a corner. That I think I was a bit surprised that he was still on the board at 26, to be honest. Yeah, same here. But I think, um, like I said, once you've the Zaven Collins pick, the Leatherwood pick, and the Canarias Tony pick, once they went in, you, you yeah. some real good, talented players were sliding, weren't they? Yeah, completely agree. Um, and quickly, this Brown secondary, they've added obviously Newsome, like you said, Denzel Ward. Um, but they signed Troy Hill and obviously J- Johnson as well from the Rams, two incredible picks. And they get Greedy Williams, who they drafted in the first round two years ago, and Grant Delpit, who they drafted in the first round last year, who were both injured last year. They get them back as well. So no. they could be the best secondary in football, to be honest. That's how good the talent is. There's a few injury risks on there for sure, but if they're all healthy, then it's good. Um, and that's why you get depth, isn't it? In case you do get those injuries. So Yeah, absolutely. Clever team. Uh, cool, let's move on to the Ravens then at pick 27. Uh, obviously, Browns division rivals. They got two picks in the first round, thanks to uh, my boys. Uh, first pick, they went Rashad Bateman, wide receiver uh, out of Minnesota. For me, he was the fourth receiver on the board. I've seen people having the third receiver. They didn't like Smith's weight. Um, and I just think the pick is absolutely perfect. Um, we mocked Marshall Jr. to them a lot, but there's rumours that he's got a bit of a problem with his knee. Uh, for the long term so that's kind of why he's falling and Bateman was just the perfect perfect pick so I love this pick for the Ravens uh, and Lamar gets enough weapons now so we'll finally see if he can be a, a good passer in the NFL yeah he's got more of a bigger body in Bateman hasn't he to throw to now so and Watkins as well so two good size yeah absolutely also interesting that they just yeah they didn't think to package up did they they're 27 and 31 they went ahead and picked so no, I like, I like the Bateman pick for him. Obviously, this was kind of the... I wouldn't have expected a wide receiver to go as early as Tony, so they were probably quite happy then that the fall of the edges and the tackles and obviously the two running backs just meant that Bateman just fell nicely to them. So, yeah, got a good, bigger target for Lamar there. Yeah, I think they can be happy with what they got out of the... That was their own pick, though. Was that their own pick? Yeah. That's their own pick, yeah. Yeah, no, and 31 was the trade, wasn't it? So, no, I think I like that pick for them. Yeah, I did see a few mocks actually had them trading up for Bateman, so don't even have to do it. It just sits there and comes to you at 27. So, absolutely great pick. I had a lot of Chiefs fans that were worried when Tevin Jenkins, <laughs> Bateman, Morig, and. Um, uh, OA were all on the board. And then you're getting to the point like, right, one of them's going to be there at 31. So, was the trade is good, but then Bateman comes off the board here, so we, we like to see that. Uh, pick 28 and the Saints. This is another surprising one. On the day, uh, there was rumours that Peyton Turner, the edge from Houston, was rising at boards and he might go in the first round. The Saints did pick him in the first round again. That's two kind of uh, almost Division Two, is it? No, or secondary kind of tier players in the last four years. They've drafted at edge in the draft. Um, his kind of measurables are really, really good. Uh, just kind of competition wasn't quite as good as some of the other edge guys. So I do like the pick, but there was a lot of edges still on the board at this point. So maybe a slight reach. Yeah, yeah, it was um, quite a surprise. I know on the day people were saying he was going to get into the first round. But if you kind of ignore that, and let's just say you were watching the draft as a TV show, you would have been quite shocked that Peyton Turner from Houston had moved into the first round. Maybe, I don't know, because maybe it was because Greg Newsom was off the board because I know they need corner. They also need a wide receiver. I just don't know. I think I would like the Eric Stokes yeah. for them. 
over the over Peyton turn. I don't know. It feels a strange one to me. Yeah, I thought Stokes or um, Santa Samuel Jr. To be honest, were going to be the pick, or maybe even more. You know, help just yeah. improve that the kind of overall secondary after they had to cut a couple of guys. But uh, Sean Payton gets a different Payton in the roster, so maybe that's why namesake. <laughs> uh, pick twenty nine, then Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is fuming, wants to leave, wants more. Well, he hasn't said this, but rumors are obviously wanted more weapons, wants more money. They decide to pick cornerback Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Still no round one wide receiver, but for me, maybe not the player as such, because I like probably Samson Jr. better. Um, this was their biggest actual need on the roster. They needed another corner, and they've addressed that need here. So hopefully, if they convince Rodgers to stay, the team has probably improved, but hopefully he doesn't leave due to uh, kind of a lack of almost decision-making in the front office to help him. But what are your thoughts on the, uh, the Stokes pick? Yeah, I really liked it. It was maybe between him and Asante Samuel, but now you've got a bona fide number two across from Jair Alexander, haven't you? So, no, I really like the pick for him. I know they were sitting there, everyone was saying, is this going to be the year where they pick the wide receiver? But I actually think that Stokes is a better player than any wide receiver that was left on the board overall because you have to look at now, obviously, like you said, about Marshall Jr.'s injury problems that could be down the line. So, no, I like the pick for him. Yeah, he runs a 4-2 as well, so he's a very, very quick outside corner. Uh, and anyone who watched Kevin King play will know they needed a bit of speed on the, uh, on the outside. Uh, cool. Uh, move on to the next pick then, pick 30. I think, to be honest, the Bills were saved by the Jags and Steelers picking a uh, running back earlier, because I think the Bills <laughs> were going to do it themselves, but in the end, they picked Gregory Rousseau, edge out of Miami. Uh, I like the pick. I don't love the pick because I, I prefer a couple of the other edges or other players on the board at this point. But they do need an edge defender to help them try and win the AFC for sure. I just think this guy's only actually played one season ever, hasn't he, at edge? Uh, and hasn't played in certain like 440 days. So it's been a long, long time. But overall, position and need. Um, he's got the physical tools to be good. Rumours are they could move him inside already, to be honest. He's put on 20 pounds deliberately since the season so I do think it could be an interior one which kind of makes the pick even stranger but we'll have to see what the Bills do with him but yeah, uh, a bit really of a mixed not, reaction yeah, not seeing that yeah well he weighed in 20 pounds heavier at his pro day didn't run because obviously he'd be slower uh, and the rumours were that he's heard from teams that they could play him inside and outside so they wanted to put size on and then the Bills pick him who needed interior and exterior so I wonder if they see him as like a Chris Jones kind of duo that can do both but um, we'll see how it works out. He's got a good talent. Uh, it's just a, he hasn't played the position for long, has he? So it's a bit of a risky pick, maybe. Interesting. I'm I'm interested to see the PFF grade because if you remember, this was um, we had this in our first mock Russo to the Bills, and it gave us a C plus. So I want to see uh, whether they've changed their mind on this pick or not. I'll say I'll Google it whilst you uh, <laughs> look at your your give your opinion of the tr- of the pick. Yeah, well, I mean, I said all kind of off-season after the playoffs that the Bills absolutely needed edge. And I know Ojalari is moving down boards, isn't he? I think it was another, he's like another is it, with a knee issue or something like that, and he's moving down boards. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I'm not sure about moving him to the interior, because why would you not pick Christian Barmore? Yeah, that's my point. Move him to the interior. So, but overall, it was uh, 
nice to get a pick right, isn't it? From a mark. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, I think Barmore again. There's rumours of a, an injury slash character concerns from his pro day. So that, there, there are things we don't know, aren't there, behind the scene that causes kind of cause this to happen. Yeah, uh, in terms of grade, I think obviously it's not an overall grade from the company, but one of the writers gave it a C. So that's in line with kind of what we thought pre, kind of when we made the mock as well. There's like a C sort of pick. Um, cool. Pick 31 then. This was the uh, the pick the Ravens got from the Chiefs. Uh, this is the player I, I actually took in one of our mocks for the Chiefs. Jason O.A. Edge out of Penn State. Um, a lot of people don't like the fact he can get a sack, but a lot of that's due to the teams that he plays, doing so many screens. Like anyone who watches college football, some of the offences are very hard to get sacks against because they just throw the ball within kind of a second almost, it seems. So I like O.A.'s talent. Perfect fit for the Ravens. The Ravens seem to always draft really talented edges in the uh, first three rounds and they just let them walk and get a comp bit back four years later. So I think this could be the next one, to be honest. So I like the pick. I think 27 and 31, the Ravens did very, very well. Yeah, I've seen quite a few um, mixed reactions to this, but I do think it's the zero sack thing that uh, is putting people off, isn't it? But he's a, yeah, he's an absolute freak athletically, isn't he? So, no, I like the Ravens. I think that coach him up a little bit and maybe people are expecting more you know from from the trade than a, just a Jason Oway but I, I like it for them uh, he's a good uh, he's a great athlete isn't he so I think they'll just just need maybe coaching up on the next level to maybe to add some more mm. add some sacks to his game Definitely. Um, I do think with him and Patrick Queen on the defence of four slash five years together, it uh, just helps their defence, doesn't it, in terms of age and with the, the older corners and stuff. I, I like the pick for sure. Uh, then pick 32 then, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, stayed there. They didn't pick a quarterback like some people thought. They picked Joe Tryon out of Washington. Uh, I don't love the trade. I mean, it wasn't high as Tryon. I uh, had him in the second round. Uh, average consensus grade was 51 on him, so I think he was the third highest reach in terms of the, the gap between where he was picked and, and the consensus kind of board position. But their edges are old. Um, and it's always good to have depth with injuries and stuff. And you see how much a pass rush can help like it did in the Super Bowl. So I like the position. Uh, I think maybe Oway would have been the target if he was still on the board. Um, just not quite in love with the player. I think it was a bit of a reach, but when you've got kind of such a good roster, you can do you can reach a little bit. I just think maybe Barmore would have been a a better selection here for me at 32. Yeah, it was a strange one, wasn't it? I think um, I didn't really see this mocked anywhere. I've seen him. No, moving did I, to be honest. Round. So, no, it's a strange one. It was uh, Obviously, it's the depth is there, isn't it? But they did need a safety, and there's, you know, obviously there's Morig on the board. And, but, yeah, it's a, they obviously must have fell in love with him at the pro days or when the interviews or anything yeah, I think- Physically, he's got some good tools for sure. Yeah, because I mean, it didn't take long if anyone was still watching at that point. It didn't take long for them to fill out the card. No, it didn't. They didn't really give much chance for teams to offer a trade, did they? It was in within like three minutes. Yeah, yeah, it really was. So obviously, they've had, they have, it's not an Egypt reaction pick, this, is it? So, absolutely. Yeah, they must love him for sure. Uh, cool. That's the end of round one. Obviously, round two and three coming uh, this evening. It starts at 12 o'clock, I think. Probably another 5 a.m. finish, which is not great to be honest, but we shall see what happens. Uh, before we go, then, because we've run on a bit longer than we thought, give me your best and worst pick in round one. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a certain worst pick for you. <laughs> I'm gonna go. My best pick is Darasaur and the Vikings because yeah. I think it was a player that they would have picked in their original spot. But the fact that they got two third round picks and the player that they wanted, I think that's that makes it my best pick. Now my worst pick. Interesting. Actually, I've got two worst picks here, so we can we can share. We can share, and I'm going to take your division. I'm going to go Alex Leatherwood. I think he could mm. become a good offensive lineman, even maybe a very good offensive lineman. But my God, just you don't need to pick him at 17. We all know that. It's just get some smarts, and yeah. you know, you know, if you wanted to trade, if there's someone that you particularly wanted, maybe you could have packaged something up to get. I mean, at pick 48, I don't think you would have had to move very far. To get him, so no, forty maybe at maximum. You think? Yeah, exactly. That just made, yeah, that's my worst pick. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. And it's the team that did it makes it worse. They do it time and time again. If it was just a once-off, you'd think, oh well, we give them the benefit of the doubt. But fortunately, they've just not proved they can evaluate that talent. So uh, my worst pick, obviously, I I want to go. I'll probably go Travis Etienne. Uh, it's really tough between. I don't know Harris. Now let's go Harris. Really. Uh, no, I, I can't. They're both bad. My problem with Harris is that I think the Steelers are paying all that money to Big Ben to, to win now, aren't they? This is the last season, uh, and they've really screwed themselves. But yeah, I'll stick with my guns. Etienne, just because of the, the Robinson thing. And Urban Meyer saying he's a third down back at the end has just drove me nuts. To be honest. <laughs> so they're both as bad as one another. But yeah, I'll go with Etienne uh, above. And I think Leatherwood, to be honest, would have been the other option because it's just a, a huge reach. My favourite pick, Justin Fields to the Bears. Uh, Adam at QB3 to be honest not far off QB2 uh, and he goes at 11 they only have to give up fourths and thirds uh, fourth and fifth and not much and obviously one first uh, only move up nine picks to get him and they're a team and a fan base that really struggled haven't they to find a QB so I just think that it's great for all their fans great for the franchise and I think he'd be very very good with, uh, with Alan Robinson for sure so that'd be my best pick and then final kind of question which player are you most excited to see where he goes on day two uh, of the NFL draft? Uh, I'm going... And I'll, I, I, in fact, I'll pick two players because one of them I've been banging on about is Owusu Karamoa and I'm, uh, the Eagles have the fifth pick in the second round and I would be absolutely over the moon. That would be a home run shot. <laughs> and then I'm going to go for... And I know you're not going to like this because it's a running back, but I'm keen to see where Javante Williams goes because I think he's going to be the next running back off the board, but who is kind of going to pull the trigger on it? Falcons. (laughs) Dallas, did you say? Falcons, I think. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the 35th pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll go early, to be honest. Positional scarcity is a thing. Uh, and I wouldn't hate it in the second round. It's much better. The problem with round one is you have that fifth-year option you end up paying so much money to these players for. Whereas second round, you, you don't have to pay them that fifth-year option. So I wouldn't mind it. Uh, and then PFF have them as their uh, running back one. I have them as running back two. So I wouldn't hate it, to be honest, if he went in the 30s, 40s range, depending on who they took him over, obviously. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the first eight picks of this second round because there's a, quite a lot of talent on them, but especially in tackle. Yeah, there is. Uh, cool, my two then. I'll stick to my uh, my kind of theme of uh, offensive football. Uh, I'll go two wide receivers. 
So Elijah Moore, who was rumoured to be very liked by the Saints and Packers, he's still on the board, which is surprising to me. Um, I've been interested to see where he goes. I think he could go quite high. Uh, and then Terrace Martin Jr. for the opposite reasons. First round talent. Obviously, this injury worry is going to push him down. Could my Chiefs still get him in round two? That is the question. If he does, I'll do an emergency podcast, just me on my own talking about Terrace Marshall Jr. for 10 minutes. But we'll see. Um, if I had to pick a third one, Walker Little is just really interesting to me. So many teams need to tackle, but that injury history is just a worry, isn't it? So I'd be interested to see where they go. Um, Dolphins, Falcons, Bengals, Panthers, they all need to tackle. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I can't wait to see what the Jags do at 33. Trevor Moore it just makes too much sense that they're not going to do it. Yeah, I agree. I think Moore will be in the top three picks regardless, won't he? But Jets or uh, Jets or Jags for sure. But um, cool, that's the end of the pod then. Uh, enjoy night two of the draft, mate. I know you watched night one in the end, so enjoy uh, the second night if you decide to stay up to see who the Eagles pick. Yeah, I'm going for the Eagles pick, and then I'll see if there's any uh, trades around there. Whether how long I stay up. Well, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna do round two. Uh, I want to do both. But I'm a bit, a bit knackered after last night's round, so I might go round two. And if the Chiefs trade back into round three, then they're gonna force me to stay up for the whole thing. <laughs> but we'll see. We shall see. Um, remember, everyone, go follow us at, at Go for Two Pod on Twitter. The two is the number two. Go follow at Mugs NFL as well. If you want to order any uh, draft stuff with your players' names, Patrick is the guy to uh, to get in contact with. If you want your Fields Chicago Bears mugs, he is the man. Uh, and we'll be back Sunday or Monday, probably, to review kind of rounds two and three. Uh, and then we'll be back in the week after to do a kind of draft overview of uh, of kind of all the teams slash our, our favourite picks. But yeah, enjoy night two of the draft and we will speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, guys.